I'm your health coach, Melissa Lee. Here at Thriving with Nourishment Health, I provide women with the resources to reclaim fertility and celebrate periods through the lens of functional medicine. It is time to empower ourselves with natural solutions over band-aid medicines. We will get to the root cause of symptoms to see the bigger picture. Let us find the ability to heal ourselves, get back to Mother Nature, and live in a healthier world. Hi everyone, say hi to Karine Ryder. She's a functional medicine nutritionist, fitness trainer, author, wife, mama, and founder of Nutritious and Delicious, and has been a leader in the nutrition and wellness industry for the last 15 years. She has led workshops and nutrition programs in Singapore, Hong Kong, Israel, and Australia. Karina is on the show today to chat about her experience with autoimmunity and how using food helped her to heal. So welcome, Karine. Thanks for having me. I'm so excited to be here. Yeah, I'm really excited, especially also because you have had experience in Singapore. And I feel like, you know, when you have experience in different countries, it really brings you to like another level and like you understand how to integrate with other cultures um, but before we get started like just let the audience know what is your story with autoimmunity and what is actually considered an autoimmune condition uh, well I guess autoimmunity is what made me um, you know realize this whole world of holistic health and nutrition and then functional medicine so in a in a nutshell it was what created my journey uh, autoimmunity is when your body attacks itself. So it could be the body attacking your intestines where you have things like Crohn's disease or, uh, you know, um, you know, uh, celiac disease, for example, those are autoimmune conditions. It could be that the body is attacking your joints where you've got rheumatoid arthritis or all different types of arthritis. That's when the body's attacking the joint tissue. The body can also attack the heart. Mm -hmm. And that's when you've got, you know, heart inflammation. The body can also attack the thyroid gland. That's when you've got autoimmune thyroid disease. It's also often called Hashimoto's. Uh, the body can attack the brain in Alzheimer's disease. Um, so the body can attack pretty much any organ. It can attack the skin. It can attack the hair follicles. It can attack our brain, our heart, our thyroid. Really any organ in the body can be attacked. And it's basically uh, the body creating something called autoantibodies against something. And the bottom line is uh, autoimmunity is created because of inflammation. Inflammation is the root cause of autoimmunity and inflammation can come from many things it can come from a bad diet it can come from uh, leading an unhealthy lifestyle like you know drinking out too much alcohol or taking drugs it can come from childhood trauma or trauma that you've been through it can come from being exposed to chemicals or to mold for example over long periods of time it can come from, you know, leading uh, a sedentary lifestyle, you know, where you're not moving enough or maybe even putting too much pressure on your body, moving too much. It can be because of stress. There's lots of causes that kind of contribute to this soup of inflammation. We call it the soup of inflammation because it's typically not one thing. It's mm -hmm. typically a, a lot of things, a combination and an accumulation of things 
that eventually there's like one thing that kind of the straw that you drop at the top and then it kind of evolves into an autoimmune disease. Um, and sometimes the autoimmunity also is, there is a hereditary component to it. So it can be genetic, you could inherit it. And also it could be caused by viruses and, uh, and certain types of bacteria that can kind of affect our body and create autoimmunity as well. But it's usually fueled by lifestyle. And so even if you do get autoimmunity, you can really shift uh, your prognosis and the way you feel with regards to how you lead your lifestyle. Um, so I guess for me, what, um, how I, you know, how I kind of got into all this was my own autoimmunity. Um, and I think I led a very, very, very unhealthy lifestyle as a teenager. I was definitely one of those rebel teenagers. Um, and I think that was the setting stone. And at age 18, I got something called Epstein-Barr virus, which is a very, very, very common virus that teenagers get. It's often known as the kissing disease because it goes through saliva. And when you're 18 and you're going out to bars and you've, you know, you've got all these little shot glasses that you drink mm -hmm. alcohol from and nobody washes them. <laughs> yeah. um, many kids get Epstein-Barr virus, but not everyone gets very sick. So some people encounter, you know, just a, a flu and some people mm -hmm. can get extremely sick. So I got extremely sick. Um, wow. And I went from being, you know, a, a professional dancer to having chronic fatigue syndrome and not being able to, to really function. And at the time, you know, I was seeing a conventional doctor and the way my Epstein-Barr virus was playing up was that I kept on having recurrent throat infections, you know? Mm -hmm. And so instead of kind of figuring out, okay, why is, why is this person having, you know, recurrent throat infections, he just kept prescri prescribing me antibiotics, which is a typical conventional way to treat um, throat infections. So I, <clears throat> I ended up taking about two years of antibiotics, which kind of led me down the path of, of really havoc, havocing my body. My, my gut was completely ruined. And from there was kind of downhill with my health. You know, I got diagnosed right. with Hashimoto's, uh, which is basically your thyroid is just very, very slow. So it affects your metabolism. It affects your mood. It affects your cognitive ability. So I was just feeling very sluggish, very low, uh, no energy, cold all the time. Um, and then it, you know, progressed for me to other things, you know, chronic migraines, uh, eczema, massive gut issues, you know, real, real bad issues with my gut, lots of extreme bloating, constipation, um, eye infections, you know, a whole host of things. Couldn't put eye contact lenses in my eye. They were so dry. Wow. And um, that kind of, you know, it kind of drove me, you know, this like spiraling out of control health issues. And I think I just had a a light bulb moment, some people call it. One day when I was 25, I was saying to myself, how can it be that I'm so young and mm -hmm. I feel so bad? Right. I don't feel healthy at all. I just, you know, I don't have anything that's healthy. Um, and of course, I was also taking the, the, um, the pill, right? So I was on the pill as well, uh, which also wasn't great for me. And um I had a light bulb moment and I just said to myself, right, this path that you're on, this keep on going to a different doctor and getting a new cream or a new pill, it's not really helping you anymore. 
so you need to change your path. And that's when I kind of went with my intuition and, you know, granted this was, you know, good nearly 20 years ago. I, I went to the health food shop and I bought a book about nutrition and I went to see a naturopath and that kind of shifted my, my perspective completely on health. Mm-hmm. And I started applying what I learned slowly, slowly to my own lifestyle. And that's how I got into nutrition. Right. Yeah. And uh, started learning about all these things. And um, so I'm and actually very grateful. <laughs> yeah. And here I am today. Exactly. So when people ask me, you know, how do you feel about, I have two autoimmune diseases. Um, how do you feel about autoimmune diseases? Yes, yeah, I say, I feel very happy about it because it gave me a career and it gave me a purpose in life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think your story is also mirrored in like so many other practitioners who've also gone through their own journeys um, and has gotten to this place. I just want to say that, yeah, like, that is, that is a very clear timeline of your history, like the Epstein-Barr virus and then developing the infection. And then, you know, the whole thing about the antibiotics, I feel like that is so common and is very, you know, often prescribed. Um, I felt like you explained really well what autoimmune is, especially the rheumatoid arthritis. I feel like a lot of people think that arthritis is a part of like aging, like even my parents, right? Like they, 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 my, my dad has arthritis and it's like, oh, it runs in the family. It's just my age. Um, and so, yeah, I think that is really like crazy to me that, okay, that is also an autoimmune condition. Um, so on your site, you have this quote and it says, there are very few things we can control in life, but one thing we can control is how we nourish ourselves. And I really liked it. Um, could you explain to us a little bit more about how you actually came to that realization? Yeah, you know, I just felt very little control of my health. You know, I felt like my health was failing me at such a young age. Right. Um, so for me, um, I felt the only thing that I really could control was what I was feeding myself and how I was, you know, when I say nourish, it's not just food. It's, it's also your thoughts, the way you speak to yourself, the way you allow other people to speak to you. What do you watch? What do you read? Who do you surround yourself with? That's that's called nourishing. Mm-hmm. So when I started to look into these concepts, which again, you know, 20 years ago were not very popular. Right. And I started to fix them, I started to feel better. So I realized when I started to eat food that was close to its natural you know, ways. So, Mm -hmm. you know, food that comes from trees and from the ground and not food that comes from boxes. I started to feel better. Um, When I started to uh, take care of myself and I started to exercise to feel good rather to exercise than to punish yourself, you know, to look thin. Oh, that's a big one. Exercise. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. Uh, When I started to look at toxic relationships and realize that those relationships were causing a lot of stress in my life and they weren't helping me. And I took a stand on that. Then I started to feel better. So all these little things that I started to look at, I call them nourishment because, you know, it's what we give ourselves, how we, how we treat ourselves that really makes our health. A lot of people think that health is, you know, eating well and exercising, but health is a lot more than that. It's how right. you, you know, how, you know, how you feel when you wake up in the morning, how you deal with stress, how you, what kind of outlook do you have on life? And I think mm-hmm. that that is, you know, sometimes I come across people that eat extremely healthy 
you know, but they're definitely not healthy individuals because they have very high stress levels or they're very pessimistic people and those are not healthy people. So really nourishing yourself is something that we all should learn more about. It's not something that we don't learn about it very easily. A lot of people learn about it through getting sick, mm-hmm. um, but it's way. something that we can all really, um, really take time to learn. And I think it's something that was so when I look into ancient therapies, you know, both traditional Chinese medicine, when I look into Ayurvedic medicine or naturopathic medicine, all these things were embedded into it. You know, they had, they had the meditation, they had the movement, whether it was Tai Chi or yoga, they had the food, it was all thought out. It wasn't just one thing, you know, and I think we Westerners, we really, we, we, we ruined it. We basically said, you know, medicine is health and that's all we have. Mm-hmm. it's really just such a narrow picture about health um i really like the way you explain what nourishment is you know it's basically like how you show up in life and all that um so i'm guessing you know this is also the way that you help others right now right like as a functional medicine nutritionist um that's like the main difference from a regular nutritionist um are there any other differences um, a lot of people ask me that question. So I first mm-hmm. became a nutritionist. That was my kind of first step. And I studied naturopathic nutrition. So coming from, you know, holistic, nat- the naturopathy world. So naturopathy is basically the equivalent of traditional Chinese medicine or Ayurvedic medicine, but it came from Europe. So right. also using lots of herbs and homeopathy and things like that. Um, and so I studied nutrition from a naturopathic perspective. And that's why I am very open-minded towards herbs and homeopathy and iridology and all these things but um it didn't really help me heal myself you know I I only got to one point with nutrition I got better but I could not so I at that point I I had stabilized my thyroid but I still had very high autoantibodies against the thyroid so that meant that my body was still attacking the thyroid and also I started, I started having gut problems again. I started having like severe stomach pain and eventually I was diagnosed with celiac disease. So I realized that nutrition alone is not going to fix my problem. Mm-hmm. And if I want to fix my problem, I need to dig deeper. And that's how I came across functional medicine. And I absolutely love functional medicine because functional medicine really looks at a person from a truly holistic perspective you're really looking for the root causes and I tell people you know I'm I'm not 100% healed but I feel today you know in my 40s a million times better than I did in my 20s like I can Mm -hmm. do things now that I could never dream of in my 20s you know I'm I feel like I can climb Mount Everest I feel so good right Um, so so you know really it's it's a matter of understanding that healing can take a long time and figuring out the root causes can take a long time so you know when we speak in in uh, functional medicine about root causes nutrition is one thing but there's also as we said you know stress and exposure to chemicals and and um you know gut issues so for me it was really understanding that i had really bad gut issues because of all those years that i took antibiotics so figuring out that I have, you know, candida and my microbiome. So the collection of bacteria that I have in my gut is not balanced. I had a lot more bad bacteria than good bacteria. Had a couple of parasites that I picked up traveling around the world that were just having a great time living in me. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I had a mouthful of amalgams, which are, you know, mercury fillings. 
that um, were leaking into my body. And I'd spent um, a good two years living in a moldy apartment in Hong Kong, which uh, probably, you know, made my situation a lot worse. So, and also I was, you know, a young mom. So I was not sleeping a lot. I mm-hmm. was under pressure of building a business and taking care of my kids and moving countries and, you know, adjusting. So I think I had like the full shebang, you know, stress yeah. and food and, food and mold. And- <laughs> so I... Yeah unpacked it one by one it took me 15 years like to Mm -hmm. unpack one by one issue by issue support the body I had tons of nutritional deficiencies as well I was a vegetarian for many years I was super low on iron and zinc and you know a whole host of issues so really functional medicine allowed me to understand that there are there's like there are issues that you need to look at in order to see where where your root causes are and and each issue has a protocol that you follow in order to fix it and it's not a one-day event it's it takes time to fix these issues but once you fix these issues and every time I would take care of an issue so when I fixed the candida in my gut my autoantibodies went down Mm -hmm. when I took out the amalgams and did a detox autoantibodies went down a little bit more so you know I went from the thousands to the tens but it took me 15 years. And each right. time I had to unpack one more layer. Um, and I, I'm really grateful for functional medicine because not only has it helped me, but I see a day in, day out in the clinic, how so different. And food is just one step in healing. It's an important step, but it's just one step. Yeah. Everything you said is so aligned to also how I approach things in my practice. Um, I think whatever you painted was like looking at an individual as a sample size of one. And, you know, all the steps are like kind of the pieces in a puzzle almost. And I also like that you, you know, outline the reality of healing taking such a long time because sometimes, you know, when I see clients, they're also like, I want to fix this in like three months or six months. And, you know, you went through so much and like even the processing of your thoughts and realizing that your beliefs have to change, like that's going to take time too. And um, it's, it's like a long journey. I just wanted to reiterate that for people, like if you have that time. much, right, that much problem. And it's, and it's also not an easy journey because right. part of it is also feeling that your body has let you down, right? Because mm-hmm. why is it not working well? Why am I stuck with this disease or diseases or chronic inflammation? Uh, why can't I handle it? How come other people can do, this is something that I get a lot. I don't know if you do. How come they can go out and smoke and drink and party all night long and eat yeah. pizza? And I I, you know, <laughs> how come, and, and it very often happens to people that are, that could before and now can't. Right. Um, so it can be very frustrating as well. And you, you feel sometimes that you're deprived. And also, you know, listen, dealing with, you know, for example, one of the things that I, I see a lot is people that just self-sabotage themselves. You know, they don't, they, they don't help themselves get better. You know, they, you know, they, they don't deal with their trauma and they um, do everything to put themselves back in the place that they started off with because dealing with trauma and dealing with changing your life and your habits is, is pretty hard, you know, cause it's, 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 you've got to face the realities, you know, and be able to, and I think specifically for women, also the ability to say no and to put up some boundaries is something that I very often see in the clinic mm-hmm. with regards to 
taking care of your own health you know yeah yeah and yeah usually that stuff also comes up later because you know you need to build the relationship and then also people want to just work on the whole nutrition area first um so there's yeah. yeah there's so many layers of the onion here that I feel like we could talk about especially like honoring the body I feel like that's a whole whole big conversation um so you know with your clients how do you actually first identify the nutritional deficiencies so I think nutrition is a great place to start because it's an easy one and many right. people feel very good after they upgrade their nutrition mm-hmm. so typically I'm quite a science geek I like to look at the science I usually ask people to do blood tests Mm -hmm. you can actually learn quite a lot of things from blood tests you don't need to there's a whole lot of symptoms that you can you know ask questions and you know and and see if someone has nutritional deficiencies but I really like blood tests and most people have access to blood tests Um, so I'm looking at you know iron iron storage b12 vitamin d zinc magnesium selenium um I always look at the thyroid. I always look at the liver. Um, you know, I'm looking at all these things. And according to that, I can really see if someone has nutritional deficiencies or not. And I would say 99% of people that come see me have nutritional deficiencies, whether it's, you know, low vitamin D levels or low ferritin levels or low zinc levels, they they're most of them are not balanced. And and the crazy thing is that a lot of them think that they are, like, because their doctor is going to say to them, yeah, you're okay because you're in the range. Mm-hmm. And the thing is that that range is not really, it's, it's what's normal, but it's not what's optimal. Right. And so when I see, see people, I really explain to them that they want to be in the optimal levels of everything. And when I start breaking it down, and especially for women, and I say to them, you know, you're, is your hair falling out? Yeah, my hair is falling out. And do you have energy? No, I'm really exhausted. And I'm like, well, have we looked at the ferritin levels? You know, do you get recurrent headaches? Yeah, I have headaches around my period. Okay, let's have a look at the ferritin levels because if the ferritin levels are low, then you probably could fix that and feel much better. And sometimes even without putting people on restrictive diets and doing crazy things, just giving them some supplements to fix nutritional deficiencies will actually help their body feel better and work better and deal with autoimmunity. And we know, for example, that the thyroid specifically, but all autoimmunity, um, has a lot to do with having low vitamin D levels, mm. uh, low iron levels, low zinc levels. So all these nutrients um, are crucially important for the immune system, and so important for autoimmunity. And 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 you know what I'm seeing is that actually a lot of people eat well. You know they don't eat really bad diets, but they still have nutritional deficiencies, and and that's because they've got leaky gut and their body's not absorbing the food that they're eating. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah. leaky gut primarily is caused by stress. And I think that that's just something that we are all dealing with. Um, and I think the COVID times has just highlighted how bad stress is for all of us, you know? Yeah. Yeah. You just keep going upwards, like upstream, right? Like, okay, why are you deficient in this nutrient? And you keep going up and it always stems to like the lifestyle habits of people in their environment. Um, yeah, so I think that's very valuable. Um, I also do so in my practice, like addressing nutritional deficiencies, um, you know, in the meantime, while we like try to get to the root cause of why they have a certain condition. So when it comes to autoimmune conditions, what does eating look like, like nutrition wise? 
there's a whole scope of things that you can do with autoimmunity. You know, some people do really radical diets like the autoimmune paleo diet, which is quite a well-known diet, which is an extremely restrictive diet. Um, it's, you know, dairy-free, gluten-free, sugar-free, free of vegetables like potatoes and tomatoes and eggplants and chili, for example. Um, it's free of nuts. It's free of seeds. So it's like, it's an extremely restrictive paleo diet. Basically it's a lot of protein, like animal protein, fish, meat, and, and chicken mm -hmm. and vegetables, um, primarily green vegetables. Um, and a lot of people see their uh, symptoms improve. However, it depends where you are on your autoimmune. Um, so, so, you know, some of my clients do it and actually feel extremely bad afterwards or, or during uh, oh, doing the autoimmune better because autoimmune paleo can also be very high in histamines uh, right. because of the bone broth and things like that. So then some of my clients actually feel really bad. So, I mean, it's so personal. So we've got that spectrum yeah. and got just being, you know, gluten-free or just even eating more vegetables. So really for me, I don't really... I don't have an agenda. I meet the client where the client is. So some of my clients are coming in and I know that they have the ability and the scope to be able to do a more restrictive diet for a while. And the, the idea behind doing a restrictive diet is to kind of take the load off the body, take the inflammation load off the body. So kind of imagine you're running a marathon and you've got hundred kilo weights on you. And when you do a diet that's free of all these inflammatory foods, you're just taking the load off so you can actually finish the marathon and you can actually feel better. Mm -hmm. um, that's the idea with doing a restrictive diet, but not everybody can. And some people are only at the beginning of the journey. So sometimes I meet people who are drinking Coke and eating, you know, McDonald's and, you know, are just not there yet. And for them, it's just like, let's just swap to water and add in some cooked vegetables for dinner, you know? Yeah. Sometimes it's just teaching people to make chicken soup at home and eat more chicken soup. And sometimes it really can get to, you know, doing a full-blown autoimmune protocol, like the autoimmune paleo uh, diet, which, which can work wonders. And I've seen it do incredible shifts for my autoimmune patients, mm -hmm. um, specifically, you know, thyroid and others. Um, just brings down the autoantibodies much quicker than all the rest. Yeah. Um, there's so much wisdom in that. Like, it's definitely like, you have a protocol, but then you always have to look at the individual. Um, it always comes down to that, right? Like in functional medicine. And, and also I like to share with people, I didn't do the autoimmune paleo diet. Mm -hmm. I did. Right. It was too restrictive for me and I wasn't there yet. And I was also a vegetarian for a lot of years and I didn't want to, to eat meat and, and stuff like that. Yeah. So for me, it didn't work. And, but I still managed to fix myself, you know, as mm -hmm. best as I could without doing such a strict protocol. So, you know, for me, it worked just to start by, by doing gluten-free, you know, that was a good step for me. Mm -hmm. I felt much better with it. So, you know, sometimes it's, it's removing sugar, you know, it, it doesn't necessarily have to be something very crazy. It can just be maybe adding things into the diet, like figuring out, okay, I should be eating more colored fruits and vegetables. Let's add in more fruits and vegetables. So I, I encourage people, you know, whatever you do, it's going to be better for your body. Even yeah. if it's once, you know, even if it's once a week, you know, even if it's, I'm going to sleep more at night, I'm going to sleep one, one more hour, I'm going to do, you know, 12 hours overnight fasting, or I'm going to drink more water. It's all adds up. It all helps your body. 
it's like you know all your problems are accumulative and accumulating right to cause your illness and at the same time all your solutions are also accumulative and accumulative um it's not like a just one all fix all approach um so that's that's really clear um besides nutrition how else can we work on autoimmunity if we have you know some sort of condition so a couple of years back i went to the institute of functional medicines um annual you know conference on autoimmunity and they spent a lot of time teaching us about trauma and Mm. it's linked to autoimmunity and so they're saying you know one in four women will be getting an autoimmune disease and the link to trauma is incredibly high and now trauma people picture trauma as being in a war or I'm having like a major car accident, it, it can be simpler things. It can be like not feeling hurt in your family. Mm-hmm. It can be like having a childhood where you felt that no, your parents didn't notice you enough. You know, it could be having, um, you know, uh, abusive boss, but not necessarily, you know, sexual abuse, which is, which is abuse, but it could be verbal abuse. It could be, you know, it could be so many small things that some of us don't even think is something that's traumatic for us. Right. But trauma is basically being in a stressful situation day in, day out for a long period of time Mm -hmm. or being in a stressful situation for a short period of time, but a highly stressful situation and then not dealing with it. So, you know, I think understanding the role of trauma is extremely important. And that brings you back down to the wisdom of the Western, the, the Eastern medicines about how the mind and the body is linked together. Mm-hmm. So if you don't fix the emotional, mental issues that you're going through or that you've been exposed to, yeah, you have a toxic relationship, you've been through something, it's going to be very hard to fix you. And I've seen many cases like that in my clinic where these women are less so men, but many women take all the supplements, they're taking the best quality supplements, they're eating the most incredible diets, they're exercising, they're doing everything they can, and they're still not getting better. And there is something there. Mm-hmm. The body so keeps the score. For sure. <laughs> that book is amazing. And, yeah. And so, and so understanding that, and then also understanding the role of stress. Stress is something that we just need to learn to dance with because it's not going to go away, but you need to learn how to de-stress. Everybody needs to learn how to de-stress. And it's an ongoing daily habit that you need to incorporate, just like you brush your teeth, just like you go to sleep, just like you eat, you need to de-stress. There's no, okay, I'll just meditate once a week when I'm at yoga. No, every single day you need to learn to de-stress and not necessarily meditation, but the understanding the fact that de-stressing is disconnecting, you know, Um, just like, you know, I had a computer, which I never shut off. I always put on sleep mode and eventually Mm -hmm. it died quite early on. And my tech guy, fantastic guy, Singaporean, um, he said to me, Karin, do you shut your computer? And I go, no, I never shut my computer. I always put it on flight mode. And he's like, well, what do you expect? Like you have to shut electrical appliances once in a while to let them rest. And I was like, that's genius. You know, you have to shut down as well in order to process things. And, and in today's world, which is so fast paced, you really have to find a way to shut down once in a while in order to be able to recover from all this daily noise that's going around in our brains so yeah. it's definitely something that i see probably the hardest thing for my clients to deal with um you know stress and trauma those are the two big ones the other ones that are more in control is sleep mm-hmm. again 
a lot of people are just not sleeping well, not sleeping enough, don't get deep sleep from a whole host of issues. The, the primarily problem, the biggest problem is the screens, right? This whole which is it's just so hard to break away with. And, you know, I'm, I'm also very worried about the teenagers and the kids because they just find it very hard to, to break away from the screens. It's their social life, especially now with social distancing and you lock, lockdowns, it's their social life, but it's also, there's no boundaries there. Yeah. And they're always on their screens. Um, and that for sure is affecting, you know, melatonin production and it creates a lot of stress and cortisol in the body. So, you know, it's, it's, it comes back to these, these very, very basic pillars, you know, your sleep, your movement, how do you move daily? And you don't have to go to crazy classes, but just walk, you know, walk and get, get the blood flowing. What are you eating? Um, how are you thinking? You know, do you have chronic stress in your life? These are the main things that I think affect people in their healing process and the things that we can, we can start to talk about when we're speaking about a healing autoimmunity. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's so much pearls in, um, in wisdom in what you just said. Um, I think that's a great way to wrap this conversation up. Um, so if you know someone who has an autoimmunity and they want to work with you, they resonate with whatever you talked about today, where can they find you? So I am, you know, thankfully from COVID, um, COVID has given <laughs> us uh, the international feel. Yeah. And it's no longer where you're based. It's more who you are and who, how do you work with, you know, and even my doctor, I was based in Singapore. I've moved to Israel, but my doctor lives in New York. So it's, it's, it's also okay to work with people from all over the world. And Zoom is a great, um, a great tool. So I'm on social media. Um, you can find me on Instagram, Corinne Gauji Berry. You can Google me, Corinne G. Writer or Nutritious and Delicious. I have a website. Um, I'm on Facebook. Um, and I've got a YouTube channel as well, Corinne G. Writer on YouTube. And um, I, I try and, you know, I really try and post things and be very interactive with my crowd as well. So anything that people are interested in, I'm always looking for ways to, to share more information because I think the more educated people are about health, the easier it is to put in. And, you know, that's my business model, educate people as much as possible so that they can take control of their own health. Yeah. Uh-huh. Excellent. I think that is a great model because yeah. you can tell people what to do like all the time, but they need to feel the drive to do it. And education is a really great step towards that. Yeah. So yeah, I work with patients um, one-on-one. I have online uh, workshops as well on various subjects, um, which people can take, you know, at their own time, at their own space. I I have workshops on kids, nutrition, uh, picky eaters and kids that have, you know, um, issues with ADD and ADHD and hyperactivity and in general cognitive issues. Um, and then I have my heal the gut workshop, which is really where I teach people about gut health, which is another root cause of, of autoimmunity. Um, and my immunity course, which is speaking a lot about immunity, which is obviously COVID related and everybody's really worried about immunity these days. Right. And I think it's, it's an important one to do. And I think COVID really highlighted to us that our immunity is pretty low. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And it's, it's the world. you know, now it's the COVID pandemic, but what's the next pandemic and how do we prepare for it? 
Um, so yes, yeah, so I've got my online workshops, uh, one-on-ones. Um, I've got a, quite a lot of eBooks on my website, some for free, some for sale. Um, so I've, I've written a whole host of um, eBooks. Um, and if you go to my free downloads page, you can download anything. Uh, I've got like protocols for constipation, for skin rashes and eczema, for, um, you know, cravings for chocolate. And then I've got my adrenal <laughs> protocol, my thyroid protocol. And so really people can work with me in many different ways. People that want to see me one-on-one can work with me one-on-one. People that just want to buy my protocol can just buy my protocol. People that want to do an online workshop can do an online workshop. So there's various ways to interact with me and, um, and That's I'd awesome. be happy to get anyone to, uh, to come and, you know, chat with me. I love chatting to people and seeing their, their journeys. Yeah, for sure. I'm going to put that all in the show notes so people can come find you in the myriad of ways. Um, thank you so much for coming on the show today. I felt like this was a wonderful conversation and also a really great perspective on functional medicine and how, you know, healthcare should really be, in my opinion. <laughs> uh, well, so thank you so much for your time today. Thanks for having me. I really appreciate you inviting me online. <laughs>